Hey, Jen, want to talk about rejection? Uh, I have a headache. Great! Today we're going to discuss reasons why wives may be rejecting their husbands' sexual invitations and what this might teach us about ourselves and our relationship. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Welcome to the podcast, where we believe the Bible and great marriage sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, intensive weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and now a podcast. And today on the podcast, we're talking about reasons why your wife may be saying no to sex with you. That's a big one. Why wives might be saying no. Now, obviously, we're going to be supposing a little bit here and guessing. Um, And we're talking mostly to husbands. Wives, listen up, though, because I think you're going to find that this will help you figure out why it is you might be saying no to sex. And And next week... We'll, we'll dive a little bit more into it from the wife's perspective. Yeah. Just a little preview. Next yeah. week, wives, we're talking to you more directly. So uh, don't give up and don't stop listening. Even with this episode, because I, again, like Jen said, I think there's some, some valuable insight to be gained uh, from both sides of this uh, perspective. But we do want to consider this from the husband's perspective this week um, and really take a dive in. So husbands... Rejection is discouraging. I don't have to be the one to tell you that. I think that's probably something you already know. Um, Rejection hurts. And rejection comes from a lot of different reasons uh, and and because of a lot of different behaviors. And we all feel and hear and uh, appreciate rejection a little bit differently, certainly. But what I want you to do when, when you consider the times that you have been rejected for sex, and I hope that that's not very frequently, but certainly I know that that may or may not always be the case. And some of your relationships uh, are in much uh, better or worse situations than others. So we're not in your bedroom, but I think we do have some insight into your bedroom as to uh, how these conversations go. There's no relationship ever where there wasn't some form of rejection that occurred at some point. Because simply, the both of you are just not always going to be on the same page with your relationship and especially with your sex lives. But that said, when we, when we think about rejection, uh, I, I think it's good to frame it that rejection in many cases is, a, is an excellent mirror. It is an excellent way to see yourself and to help see your relationship more clearly and more realistically. It is a motivator towards self-examination and hopefully self-examination that might result in change of your behavior. Right. I mean, rejection, if you let it, can and should lead towards conversation. Good point. Um, Oftentimes, I think rejection leads us towards pulling inward um, or... feeling the need to pout 
or to, you know, push the spouse away that has rejected us. But if we let it, it should really lead us towards conversation and help us better understand why it is um, one of us might be saying no to sex. Yeah, so, because your wife might have a very good reason for rejecting you. And that's that's hard to hear sometimes, but she might have a great reason uh, and an understandable reason why she might be rejecting you or at least be reluctant to have sex with you. So uh, there's some d- interesting and I think important things to consider here. And one question that I want you to keep asking yourself uh, even in, especially in light of this conversation, but really in light of uh, your entire sex life is, would you want to have sex with you? Ooh. What are you presenting that is worth having sex with? What part of your uh, emotional relationship or your spiritual relationship or even your physical relationship is worth having sex with? Is, is what you are presenting desirable your wife, your wife may be obligated to have sex with you on some level because you're married to her, uh, but are you making it and are you maximizing something that is desirable towards her? And that's where this really becomes a more difficult conversation. But hopefully some of these uh, topics that we talk about today can, can motivate us and maybe flesh this out a little bit more. Right. So, Matt, you've come up with a list of five reasons that a wife might be saying no to sex. But again, we're not in your bedroom and we don't know why your wife specifically is saying no to sex. The only reason or the only way you're going to know is if you ask her, if you talk to her about Mm -hmm. this. And wives, that means you need to have an answer. So, Listen up, and maybe one of these reasons uh, resonates with you, but um, husbands, you got to be willing to talk about this. Right. So let's get into some of these reasons, Matt. Number one. All right. So yeah, clearly there are probably dozens. We've come up with a list of five. Sure. They're broad, and and clearly there could be dozens more, Um, but we've picked, I think, what might be five common reasons, but we would... Mm-hmm. Love to have your feedback. What are some reasons why you think your wife is saying no to you, wives? What are some reasons why you might be rejecting your husband's advances uh, or why you may even be just reluctant to have sex or to enjoy sex? Right. Um, so so without further ado, we, we keep delaying this, but <laughs> without <do>. further ado. <laughs> number one. Number one. Uh, one reason why your wife may be rejecting sex and saying no to you is that she has responsive sexual desire. All right. And we explained that really well last week. Spent 40 minutes on this topic yeah, talking that was a long about one last week. It was, sorry. Sorry not sorry. Sorry not sorry. Um right, we really delved into spontaneous desire and responsive desire, what that looks like. Um and so we don't need to repeat all of that necessarily here. We're not going to repeat all of that here. No, we're not. Um, But that is very important to understand the type of desire that our spouses have. Yeah, but suffice it to say, husbands, get rid of the unrealistic expectations that your wife will ever want to or should ever want to have sex as much as you do or in the same ways that you want to. Right. Get rid of those expectations. Bottom line, husbands, especially pursuer husbands, you are responsible for initiating sex and for creating the bulk of the erotic energy in your relationship. 
Right. So she may be saying no simply because you're asking a little too much. You in the spontaneous desire um, mindset might be expecting a little too much. You just have unrealistic expectations. And that's sometimes, again, that might be a good reason for her to say no. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want her to enjoy sex, you've got to um, find a frequency that works well for her and for you. Right. Uh, So that's going to require conversation. All right, go back and listen to episode 34 um, on spontaneous and responsive desire. Yeah. And that'll uh, work through some of those details. All right, on to number two. She doesn't feel connected. Hmm. I think this is a big one. And this probably... Uh, although I hate to speak for everybody, but this probably encompasses all of the other um, reasons why she might uh, be rejecting Absolutely. sex. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think this one hits home for a lot of wives um, because wives are, are, they need to feel connected in order to have sex. I mean, what is it that Sheila Gregoire, an author, says that men make love to feel love, but women need to feel love in order to make love? So if she doesn't feel loved, it's going to be very difficult for her to want that physical connection. Right. Your wife needs to feel connected to you. And, and when we say connected, we mean spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, yes. uh, physically. She needs to feel connected um, in that way, uh, especially in an emotional and spiritual way. Uh, and that kind of connection will be what moves her towards sexual connection. Right. Certainly she needs sexual connection as well. Your relationship, your marriage needs sexual connection. Absolutely. Uh, but a wife is moved towards that only when she also feels emotionally and spiritually and physically, uh, romantically connected to you in other ways. Right. So put plain and simple, if you've been ignoring her all day long or all week long, if you've been ignoring her emotional needs and you're trying to have sex with her that day, it's probably not going to have much desire to to have sex with you. Um, You can't cut her off emotionally and then expect for her to have it all turned on in the bedroom. It just doesn't work yes, that way. Exactly. She wants to, and she needs to talk to you and connect to you on more than just the superficial items of the day. Like who's picking up the kids from T-ball practice yeah. and who's taking the the dry cleaning, you know, this those or are, that. Those are not stimulating conversations. <laughs> well, certainly they're not emotionally <laughs> connecting and no. they're, they're miles away from being sexually connecting. Right. Right. I mean, there's, there's just not a lot to those kind of conversations. And sadly, many marriages just exist on those kind of maintenance conversations alone. Um, you know, you need to carefully consider how much the talking that you're doing every single day, how much of it is spent just on the maintenance conversations. That's not where it's at for either of right. you. And right. yeah, those conversations have to happen. Well, if you have yeah. a whole passel of kiddos like we did, <laughs> you, you got you to gotta have all the conversations that help you divide and conquer them. But <laughs> but you've got to leave some time in your day or in your evenings yes. to get deeper and to talk and connect. Right. And men, that husbands, that means that 
you've got to be willing to to get deeper. Yeah. You've uh, got to name how you feel right. about something. Because when a wife asks how your day was, she doesn't really care about the facts. She wants to know how those facts impacted you. Oh, how yeah. do you well, feel about even that? Even getting to the facts, most of us uh, answer our wives' questions with a one word or one syllable um, response like, huh, uh, <laughs> fine. Ugh, fine, good. <laughs> Uh, you got to get past that and you've got to get to not just the events of the day, but your feelings, your goals, your dreams, um, and, and, and also touch her feelings. Absolutely. Ask about her feelings. Right. Listen to her feelings. You've got to be talking to her about her. And with her. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's got to be an exchange, an exchange of feelings um, and a sharing uh, your wife wants to be seen. Yeah. She wants to be heard. She wants to be acknowledged. She wants her feelings and uh, her concerns, her insecurities, all of those things to be seen uh, and to be validated. Right. Uh, that's what she's looking for. That's the kind of connection that she is desiring. And making that kind of connection outside the bedroom is what will bring you closer in the bedroom. Absolutely. And you know, a great place to do that is date nights. Get her away from the house and the children and all the the huge to-do list and give her time to to really start connecting with you. And I mean, husbands, this is just free advice here, but if you plan the date night, you already are starting out with a whole bunch of great points on the board. Yeah. <laughs> you you really need to see the importance of even just the logistical planning on your part says to her that you want to be connected with her. Yeah, take some initiative and, and make that happen. Oh, and hey, husbands, if you want a lot of brownie points... Go ahead and sign up for the retreat. What a good place to connect. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You're just throwing that out there. But yes, if your wife doesn't feel connected to you, she doesn't want to have sex with you. Yeah. So number three, a third reason why uh, your wife may not be so interested in sex is that she doesn't feel attractive. This is a huge one. Because in in this society, women are constantly comparing and criticizing themselves. I mean, body shame is so prevalent in our culture and among women. And Christian women as well as in the world. Yes, this is not just, yeah, this is very much smack in the middle of the church pew, just as much as it is out in the world. Yes. Body shame you know, I, I hear women say things about themselves that they would never say about their best friend. And frankly, all, all my all my girlfriends now know I will smack you if you talk about yourself that way in front of me <laughs> uh, because it affects us. And it is a huge killer of sexual desire. What you say about yourself, what you think about your body will inevitably wreak havoc on your ability to to tap into your sexual desire. Right. But husbands, you can help. Absolutely. It's okay. It's not your job to fix your wife's body shame issues. In fact, you can't. Right. Um, but Right. That's up to her right. to change the way she thinks about herself. But husbands, you can help. And since we're talking to husbands today, this is focused on you and your job in helping uh, your wife 
uh, deal with her body shame and, and body uh, self-criticism, you can help by expressing your desire for your wife. Uh, but yes, you must express desire for all of her. And that right there is the key. You cannot just say compliment her body in the moments leading up to right when you want to have sex. Hey, baby, you look hot. And expect that to do it for her. <laughs> no, that's not going to change her self-image, no. uh, especially not in the moment. In fact, no. it might even be, be worse. It might make her feel more like a piece of meat. Uh, right. Might might bring about more body shame because um, it, it just tells her that you only see her body, which is probably amazingly attractive to you husbands. I get it. I, I, I want you to be you in should. love with yes. her body, be right? Be intoxicated by her uh, breasts and by her nakedness and her body yeah. and her femininity. Uh, all of those things are designed by God to stimulate you, you and motivate you. But recognize that if that's all you're talking about, especially if that's all you're talking about in the moments that you're trying to get her in bed, She's going to see right through that. Yes, she will resent that. Um, she needs to know that you desire her entirely. The, the physical part is a huge part of that. Sure. But she also wants to know that, that you see her for who she is entirely as she is right now. Right. Not what she looked like when she was 20. Not when she looked, what she looked like when she was 30, whatever Or what she she'll is. look like when she loses those, you know, extra pounds that, that yeah. she worries about and frets about. Right. Um, all of those things, your, your job, husbands, is to build her up in every way. That means you need to speak positively about her body. If you want her to share it with you, you better be praising it. Right. And you better be connecting her body with who she really is. Yes. That's what she really needs to know is that you don't see just what's on the outside, but that you see all of her. Now that's, it kind of goes back to, to point number one or point two, whichever yeah. one it was that she <laughs> wants to be connected with you. And yes, her body is, is physically attractive to you. It is intensely attractive to you. And so use that husband's as a motivation to see all of her. When you're drawn to the, the sexiness of her curves, use that as a motivator uh, and a reminder to see past what you see and talk about uh, and compliment all that she is and what she brings and offers to your family and to you and what she means to you right. uh, as, as a, not just a lover, not just as a body, but as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, all of the things that right. she is. And I know we're primarily talking to husbands, but I will say to wives that I hope are listening too, you have to own this yourself. How, what you think and what you feel about your body is yours. And your husband can help, but this is certainly something that you have to address yourself. And we did a whole episode on that. See episode 22 about self-criticism, if you haven't already listened to that. But yes, a... A negative view of yourself, of, a, of your body as a wife, will very much affect your inclination to saying yes or no to yeah. sex. So it's important for husbands to recognize that that may be playing a role Absolutely. In, in why your wife is saying no, and you certainly have a role to try to help with that. All right, before we go on to the next one, let's take a short break. We'll talk more about reasons why your wife 
maybe saying no to sex with you. Hey, Jen. Want to travel the world meeting strangers and talking to them about married sex? Are you crazy? Yeah, a little bit. Yes, you are a little crazy. But seriously, we are also crazy about meeting new people and talking about God's beautiful plan for marriage and sex. And we would love to come to your community, church, or small group and spend a day or a weekend presenting a customized seminar to your married couples. Doesn't that sound like fun? We also have material suitable for teenagers and adult singles about holy sexuality, dating, preparing for marriage, and serving in God's kingdom while single. We want to bring the message of holy sexuality and covenant marriage to your community. If you want to help make this happen where you are, contact us, feedback at intimatecovenant.com. Let's do it. All right. So before the break, we've been diving into reasons why a wife may be saying no to the offer of having sex with her husband. And so as promised, we're going to go through a couple more points here. Uh, Point number four, Matt, what would that be? She's focused on being a mom and not a lover. Oh, now you're stepping on some toes. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's dive into this. What, is that, what does that mean? With, so without being critical of wives in this situation, I think it's important for husbands to just recognize, especially if they're married, not just to a woman, not just to a wife, mm-hmm. but they're married to a mother, mm-hmm. that uh, it's just going to be difficult um, for wives to see past sometimes all of the jobs that they have to do. And husbands, if you've been a a father for any length of time, you recognize, you should recognize how difficult that job of being a mother is. Just physically, not, we're not even talking about emotionally, the drain that's, (laughs) that's, uh, that's required and all of the emotion that, that many, most wives put into uh, being mothers. Um, But just consider how just challenging it is physically to accomplish everything that mothers accomplish, especially when those kids are little. Yes. <laughs> I'm having PTSD here. <laughs> we, Remembering we fortunately are, the are years. <laughs> somewhat past that so we can uh, yeah. uh, look back with fond memories, but also recognize how just yeah. it's draining. It's it, absolutely it draining. It is exhausting. Our years of four littles were were really, really exhausting physically. And I don't think I recognized what that was when I, as I was really going through it, but it, if you do not have a close emotional connection with your husband, it is very easy to kind of just fill that emotion, that need for emotional connection with your kids. I mean, you are by nature programmed to connect with your kids. And, and if you're missing that with your husband, then you you just turn that direction. So husbands understand that, you know, she's going to naturally connect with kids in a way that you just can't. I mean, you you didn't have these children come out of your body or you're, you're just not made to be the nurturer. You're not naturally bonded no. with the same degree of, I mean, just from a biochemical standpoint, you're not naturally bonded with the same degree of oxytocin as your wife is. Right. Doesn't mean that dads aren't important. They clearly are. But there's a deeper level of emotional connection a a mom has with her children. It's a different connection than a dad has. 
But that can really get in the way of the connection she should be having with her husband if she's overly focused on being a mom, not a lover. Right. And so, husbands, you, you need to recognize that she is going to have a natural inclination towards her children, um, a, a natural emotional inclination to connect with your children. First of all, that doesn't mean that she doesn't love and want to have connection with you, but it does mean that if you're making it difficult to connect, mm-hmm. if you're making it difficult for her to connect with you, she's going to find it very easy to just slide on over and change her focus to her kids um, rather than you. So I, I guess my advice is stop making it hard to connect. Yeah. And because you're only setting yourself up for disaster and you're only then encouraging her to find emotional connection somewhere else. Right. You've got to be a place and you've got to commit to being a place where she can connect with you. Right. And you both have to see the value in connecting in a very deep way with one another that can only be done through a covenant bound relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a reason that that should be the place for our deepest emotional fulfillment. Um, so see the value in that. And, and don't be afraid to call your wife out. Don't be afraid to, to say, and even use terms like, I'm jealous of the attention that the kids are getting that, mm-hmm. that, I, that we need to be having, the, the, the time and the space and the emotional investment. Um, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. And you're going to get some pushback on that, yeah. I can assure you. But man up. Take the pushback and do what's right for your relationship. If if your wife is overly focused on your kids, that's not going to be good for you or her or the kids. Right. Nobody gets nobody wins in that scenario. You've you've got to be the one who is uh, attending to uh, that part of your relationship. And again, man up and have the conversation if it needs to be had. It also means that you need to commit to just being more intimately available. And this goes back again to the point we made, this this sort of overarching point about um, making sure that you're connected with your wife. And Jen already brought up the idea of, of date nights. The date nights are going to require some vulnerability and connection. We're not talking about just spending three hours distracted at a movie theater. No, bad and date night that's, idea. <laughs> that's a terrible date night idea. Now, uh, again, that brings up maybe another point that we need to have a podcast episode on perfecting date nights. Ooh, I like it. All right. We'll go down that road. Sounds so, good. Promise made, and we'll make a note of that, and we're going <laughs> to come back to that point later on. But um, you need to be having date nights that promote intimate conversation. Right. Not just distraction and entertainment. Right. Uh, and we'll talk more about that as we go. And right. that, again, I think like Jen said before, that will help her to find space and find energy and un- non-distracted ways f- uh, for each of you to connect with each other um, in a better and more deep way. Right. You, you've got to create that place where she can get out of mom mode and tap in to lover girl. Oh, yeah. There yeah. is a big difference between oh, yes. a mom mode and lover girl. Yes. And date nights are great and getaways are also great. Absolutely. Lover girl likes to come out in hotel rooms. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. So finally, uh, the, the, the final big reason, and again, there's lots more I'm sure to be said, and I hope that you will say more. Yeah. In the come up comments, with your own list. The comments and, and send those uh, comments and, and suggestions to 
podcast at intimatecovenant.com. But the final reason that we want to talk about today is your wife may be saying no because she is tired, stressed, or depressed. Three biggies that definitely kill her ability to tap into sexual arousal. And look, all of you, all you wives and all of you listeners in general are going to be at different times tired, stressed, and depressed. Right. All of us will be. But there is no time in your life that you are more likely to be tired, stressed, and depressed than if you have little children running around the house. Yeah, they are a big drain. I mean, we love children. We love, loved our years of four little people. Mm -hmm. We also very much love our years of four bigger people that are <laughs> when they can that feed are themselves leaving and our wipe home. their own butts yeah that's a and and pay their own bills but at those times. are difficult years for sure um and so husbands i think it's super important that you recognize the toll that might be taking on your wife and it's mm -hmm. not just children that cause a wife no. to be tired stressed or depressed um but you need to tap into that and recognize what might be happening because frankly you are her protector. That That's is right. your God-given role. And if caring for the people inside of your home are making her tired, stressed, or depressed, it's your place to help her with that, yeah. to protect her. That may mean you have to protect her from your very own children. That's right. I mean, being being a provider and a protector means more than just bringing home a paycheck and locking the doors at night. Right. You don't get to just collapse in your man cave because you did the work of providing the paycheck for that day. Nope. You might need to protect her from your own offspring. Yes. Uh, and and you're, you're at least half responsible for those offspring in the house. So you, you do bear some responsibility there. Uh, but if she's tired from caring for the people in and outside of your home, your job is to protect her from those people and those obligations. Find mm -hmm. ways to get her away from those places. Find ways to get those jobs done for her, even if it means you have to do the dishes yourself or put those kids to bed sometimes while she takes a bath. Right. Whatever Find it is. places that she can rest. Yes. Mm -hmm. If she's stressed, your job is to lighten her load. Whatever it is you can do to lighten her load, you've got to do that for her. Help her find some space for herself so that she has the energy to create eroticism with you. You have no chance of her wanting to uh, do the work that is necessary for her to get to an erotic space in her head and in her body. Yeah. She has no chance of getting there if she's burdened with stress and with right. uh, the, the depression and exhaustion that comes with her daily life. Right. Because remember that for for most wives, for wives in general, it is her mind that leads the way and her body will follow sexually. So if her mind is so full of being exhausted and stressed and depressed, you have very little chance of her body being able to you know, just magically end up in a place of sexual arousal. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. So you need to help her create that place, both physically and mentally, yeah. where she can relax. So offer to give her a massage. A, a non-erotic massage. Yes, a massage that she gets to choose the ending. She can fall asleep. <laughs> Rub her feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's things like that. Uh, not that it has to end that way every time. Certainly, I hope it won't. 
Right, but that would help create that place of relaxation for her. Bath times, times away together, even just helping to encourage her to exercise. I mean, just things that she can do to be in a healthier place physically mm-hmm. will help her combat, combat those that tiredness, especially the years that are full of little people. Exactly. And if she's depressed... And I, I mean, like, depressed. Yeah. I don't mean, Which like, serious. she's having a hard day, but I mean, like, she's depressed. Your job, your obligation is to lift her up with spiritual food and with spiritual guidance. You've got to be a leader in this um, and to and help get her some help that she needs. Be a light leader and provide some purpose for your lives, okay? So sometimes depression is because we're aimlessly wandering about and we don't have any purpose um, in our lives. But And so your job as the spiritual leader in your home is to provide some guidance and purpose and leadership there. But there are going to be times, there, there perhaps may be times in your lives and in your wife's life where you would benefit from seeking help from your elders, Look, that's what they're there for. They are called right. shepherds for a reason. They are there to help guide and protect you. Get help from your shepherds and maybe even consider seeing a mental health professional. Absolutely. If if a wife is battling with depression, she's not in a place where she can solve it for herself. No. She needs you to protect and provide for her and help her get to a source of, of healing and and just a healthier place. Um, she will not be able to connect with you if she is struggling deeply with depression. Yeah, do what it takes. Absolutely. Do, do what it takes. Be a leader, be a man, and get, get the help that's necessary. Right. All right. So we've gone through five reasons a wife might be saying no. Not a full list, I'm sure. But I do think these five reasons, you know... Uh, definitely tap into a lot of difficulties that marriages have. So I'm hoping that this has been insightful and hopefully challenging to our husbands who are listening, who might feel like they're being a little unfairly rejected. Maybe we've kind of spun things to encourage them to look in the mirror. Well, yeah, it's tough to look in the mirror and to see where I have been deficient right? and where I have perhaps some room to grow uh, in my relationship. Just because I'm the pursuer doesn't mean that I'm always right about um, how uh, how, I per- how I pursue sex or uh, doesn't mean that my wife necessarily just has to come along beside me even when I'm putting in perhaps even mo- most of the effort. Um, she's not obligated to do that. But um, again, hopefully challenging, hopefully insightful. Next week, we're going to turn the tables a All little right. bit. And we're going to consider some of these blocks from a wife's perspective. Sounds good. Maybe. Uh, Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt. Give us our wrap up. Okay. So before protesting that you are being unfairly rejected as a husband, ask yourself, would I want to have sex with someone like me? Ask yourself, have I met my wife's needs before expecting her to meet mine? Have I made it easy for her to connect with me spiritually, emotionally, and physically? Some of the reasons your wife may be resistant to sex with you include, one, she has a responsive sexual desire and is not naturally inclined to initiate. Two, 
She doesn't feel connected emotionally. Three, she doesn't feel sexually attractive. Four, she is focused on being a mom and not a lover. And five, she is tired, stressed, or depressed. All right, that's our list. Feel free to add to it. If you have something to add, we would invite your feedback, your questions, your suggestions via email, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. Now it's time to grab your spouse and your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about the sexual intimacy in your marriage. What are things you can do to help your spouse want to have sex with you? Thanks for listening and for all your support. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.